Hey, Rich Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Thanks. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> you can be seated. Praise God. What, a, what an honor it is to be here with you and with you that are online. What an honor it is to you. And get a wild hair, come to church. Amen. <laughs> I better watch what I say. You guys, I'm in trouble always when I come here. You pull out the carnal side. The Ronnie. Amen. That's in me. We do have a couple things we brought. We have some books. We've probably written over a dozen books. We have a couple new ones. If you like my stories, you'll hear a few this morning. This is a book that has uh, bunches of them. Amen. Great for sitting next to your toilet and you need a laugh to loosen up. It'll help you. Amen. And this is the compass. There's only a few of these left even. Uh, it's been a great book, helped a lot of people. It's just five things. Connect to who God says you are, connect to church, connect to God, connect to each other, and connect to your purpose. Amen. Uh, I've been part of two major revivals, written histories of those revivals, and actually walked through them. And Larry Neville asked me to say, what's the key to them? Amen. And that's where this book came from. Amen. And if you want a life that, that will make a difference, amen, live it. Hallelujah. And so they're out and they're available to you. They're $15, which I know is overpriced, but <laughs> not so much on the one, but it's because I need help. Amen. <laughs> and when you, when you buy these books, you're helping Uncle Ron Ron. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at the person next to you and say, we need to help Uncle Ron. Amen. I, I want to talk to you about a sermon that I couldn't believe. I, I hope I haven't preached it here. <laughs> I have preached quite a bit here at different times. Uh, but I couldn't believe I hadn't preached because it's, it's, I think, one of my most impactive. Anybody need help this morning? Amen. Amen. It's a very simple word, but I don't know if there's anything I could preach could do you much good. There's lots of things we can preach on. We could preach on, you know, giving. We could preach on all kinds of stuff. But I want to talk to you about developing a culture of honor. Amen. Say honor. Honor. Amen. And I've spent probably most of my life trying to help churches. I've pastored always, but I've traveled more. Generally, I'll go to 50 or 60 churches a year. Amen. And, and lots of small churches. And you know what? There's just way too many mean Christians. <laughs> In fact, if you're sitting next to one, just kind of elbow them. So they'll, they'll pay special attention to the, the message this morning because uh, I don't know if there's anything that is more critical to pleasing God. Amen. You ever been around somebody that just kind of ticks you off? <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody that always is grabbing you or something, you know, or, and these kinds of things. Have you ever just ticked your wife off? I remember when my wife told me she didn't want any more flowers. <laughs> I was just ticking her off, giving her flowers. Amen. Or vacuum cleaners. She wanted something personal. Amen. It would make a difference. Well, you know, I think Christians are ticking God off and, and not even realizing it. 
And I think it has to do sometimes with this issue of honor. In Romans 2, 7, it says, To them that by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor in corruption and in <coughs> honor and incorruption, eternal life. There's something about honor that it's we're supposed to be seeking it. Amen. It's not something that we don't do. I know there's something about humility. There's something in these kinds of things. Amen. But we all want honor, don't we? Amen. And yet very few of us end up getting it. The, the astounding thing about the Bible and about Christianity is that God loves us. I mean, God's honored us. I can't imagine a life where I didn't have God, where there was no purpose, no reason. In the 1800s, philosophers lost the, the confidence in God. And people, you know, just sat and stared in the sun until they went blind. People went mad. The smartest people on earth. Because if you really understand how you need God in order to have truth and these kinds of things. And one of the most significant issues to God, think with me this morning, is this issue of honor. And yet, nobody was more dishonored. We've all seen the movie Mel Gibson's The Passion of Christ. And can you imagine the creator of the universe, Jesus Christ, is walking down the Via Della Rosa and we're spitting on him, cursing him. Amen. There was no man more dishonored in life than probably Jesus Christ. Amen. When you begin to think about it. And yet, and yet he knew who he was. When Pilate asked him, are you a king? What does he say? I am a king. He knew who he was. So I've got a question or two for you this morning. Number one, do you know who you are? Not in your flesh, not in your talent, not in your money, not in the car you drive or the house that you have, but do you know who you are? You can be handicapped. You can be somebody that can't even hardly function and yet be loved and be the center of the universe because God's chosen you. <laughs> Isn't that great? Look at the person next to you and say, God chose you. How do I know? Because you're here this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and the question that I would ask also is, where, where do you get your honor? Amen. Because this is probably one of the most important things in life. L listen, Matthew 13, 54 to 58 powerful scripture kind of was the one that hit me and made me do this sermon it says and when he came into his own country talking about Jesus Christ he taught them in the synagogue in so much that they were astonished and he said they said whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works is not this the carpenter's son and is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters are they not all with us Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him, but Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor. Amen. Save in his own country and in his own house. And then listen to this. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Wow. Wow. I mean, I want to tell you, if Jesus Christ couldn't do miracles because people dishonored him, Amen. If you want a miracle, how many want a miracle? Amen. I want to tell you, Uncle Ron Ron can't do nothing <laughs> without, amen, the Spirit of God. 
without the glory that God brings. Honor is something that if we're not careful, we don't even think about in terms of what the Bible says. When I talk about giving honor and these kinds of things, I'm not even sure we understand the biblical concept. You know, the things in the Bible that just are not common to us. Bible was written to an agricultural culture. People that were raised farming mainly. Amen. And so it talks about harvests and all kinds of things. And, and we're in industrial age. Amen. Just because you raised a little pot in your closet at one time doesn't make you a farmer. You know what I mean? And, and when you think about when, we, when the Bible says honor, God, it's talking about a time where you fall on your face, where Pharaohs and, and, and Caesars thought they were God. Amen. Where if you didn't bow down, amen, to a king, they'd put you to death. Amen. And so when it's saying honor, it's just not talking about saying hi. And, and I am praise chapel. Hey, hallelujah. I come out of the same roots as many of us have come out of. And you know what we are famous for? Mocking, capping. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I know George is my friend because he made fun of me even as he walked in the door this morning. <laughs> Isn't that kind of us? And if we're not careful, we never think about how important honor is. That we, we can just spend our whole life, amen, just kind of goofing off. When's the last time you really stopped and honored somebody? Amen. When's the last time that you just really took and honored your boss, your wife, even your friends. Because I, it, there's something here that I think is critical. I'm gonna take a chance. I'm gonna give you a couple Bible scriptures, which is always so dangerous, amen, in most churches. Wives, submit. <laughs> I'm already... I'm already regretting it. <laughs> I'm, I'm already regretting it. Amen. And I, and I can feel it. And it's true. I can feel it. You're saying, you don't know my husband. He's an idiot. Well, could be true, but I don't know if that makes a difference. See, when, when it says honor, it's not talking about honor those that deserve it. See, that's the world. That's what we think. This is why real Christianity is insane. <laughs> you hear what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's just out of the box kind of a thing. It says, husbands, honor your wife. Amen. First Peter 3, 7. Amen. But here's the heavy part. It says that if you don't do this, your prayers won't be answered. Whoa. What if the reason your life sucks is because <laughs> you don't treat your wife right? Isn't that a heavy thought? Go to heaven, my life was cursed, everything. Yeah, yeah, because you never honored your wife. Wow. Yeah, so honor your parents or you'll die young. Amen. It's something, pastors are worthy of a double honor. Amen. I don't know what that means, but I'm not sure I've ever completely experienced it. <laughs> uh, it, it talks about honor the king. Woo! We don't have a king. All we have is a president. 
And yet, do, do we ever pray for them? I, I mean, I get it. I don't like them. I want them out of office. You, you know what I mean? But, but yet, I'm supposed to do, do something here. Here's the heaviest in, in uh, 2 Timothy, I think it is. Uh, yeah, 1 Timothy 6.1. Slave, honor your master. Can you imagine anything that is worse to have been a slave, most of the early Christians were slaves, and, and yet to be told, this guy that treats you like let, worse than a, than a dog, you should honor him. Why? Because that's what God has made you to be and do. Any, anybody convicted? Wave at me if you're a little convicted. <laughs> Amen. Hopefully, we're speaking to something because... I want to tell you, there's something here that can change your life. I, I know so many very successful, powerful people, but they don't understand honor, and their lives stink. They're unhappy people. They're driven. So many Christians that are dissatisfied, and I think it has to do with this, that maybe you're wrestling even with your faith. How's your honor? I mean, that's what we're doing here, isn't it, when we worship? Amen. What is it? It's honoring God. What is it when we give? It's, a, it's an issue of honor that's involved in this. Why are churches having so much trouble in the culture in the day that we're a part of? Because I think sometimes we honor everything, football and baseball and singers and carnal people more than we do God. Amen. And, and it's significant and it's vital that we would understand. I think it's a key to life. I think it's a key to church. How many want to see revival? Amen. And I, and I feel like you guys are on target. I'm not here to bring guilt you or to condemn you, but, but so many people's lives just need a slight adjustment. Amen. Just a slight adjustment. Amen. And we come to a point where we, can, we live in a dangerous place because the very fact that we start to care can mean we become critics. Don't let yourself go from a supporter to a critic. I've pastored five, six churches, amen, and I've seen that transition in people where they've got this great heart, and then, and then the very time that you begin to give them authority, you begin to let them have opportunity, something shifts in them, and they begin to see every problem in the church. And they begin to eat. It says in Galatians 5, what is it? Don't eat and devour each other. Isn't that a heavy scripture? <laughs> you ever seen those African movies, you know, and, and the gazelles are being eaten by lions? That's some of the churches I pastored. <laughs> the scripture I hate the most in the Bible now is, very, is the one that says, God has put me as a lamb among wolves. You ever thought about that? I want to be a wolf among lambs. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be a lamb among wolves. I want to tear their throats out, not, not them tear out mine. But God puts us in places and situations to give us an opportunity to be humble, to be broken, to take our cross. There are places that without honor, it doesn't work. Amen. I know none of you have ever gone to jail. <laughs> when you, when you, before you do, you go to a courtroom, you know, and they don't let you even leave. You can't answer your phone. <laughs> 
you know, if your phone rings, they'll throw you out of most courts. You gotta stand, you gotta give honor. Amen, I remember Billy Hall's son picked me up one time and he's a Marine uh, something or another, Captain, Colonel, something like that. And I, and I remember, man, one is he could stand straighter than, I can't even pretend to be that straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember he, he comes, comes marching up, sir, sir, let me take that. You know, and I, I almost wanted to say, calm it down. <laughs> but you can't have military. You can't have something that protects our freedoms and who we are and not have honor. Am I making sense? Amen. I mean, the Air Force Academy in Colorado they have a scandal about every 10 years and they have an honor code, honor code. And, and if you, you're, you're on your honor, they let you have your books there while you take tests. And about every 10 years there's a scandal and, and they're always criticized. You can't do that. Well, yeah, but what, what they're saying is that if we can't trust the people that drive the tanks and have the guns, we're gonna have a country that's horrible. And they're saying life isn't worth living if I can't honor other people and I can't do it. I, amen, anybody? Say amen or ouch, hallelujah. I, and I, I don't think you can get past to a degree how you're treated, amen, and you're affected. In fact, probably some of you hear that is the problem. You're so focused. But, but here's one of the hassles. You, you wanna know what's really hard about this thing? is to some degree, the higher you go in the kingdom, sometimes the worse you're treated. I, I mean, I can't, I can't, you ever watch American Idol? My wife loves American Idol. Amen, the only thing that saves her when football ends is American Idol starts. Amen. And, and I used to love it when, when what was his name, uh, Cal, amen, was on there, cause he would just insult people, which is another sign of my carnality. There would always be somebody you'd watch and wait for them and they would throw a hissy fit, especially when, when, when Cal would kick them off and say, you know, I hope you haven't quit your day job. And they would go, oh, oh, you can't treat me like this. I'm a star. One day I'm gonna be famous. You know, and I just howl laughing at them. <laughs> and yet I don't even know how many Christians I've seen who, who come to me, assistant pastors <laughs> that have come to say, I can't take it anymore. These people don't respect me. There's no honor here. I said, well, if they're treating you bad, what do you think they're doing to me, buddy? <laughs> That's not the place where you find your honor. It's in your heart. It's in your walk with God. Can I get it? It's not what, and it's vital to understand, it's not what you receive, it's what you are and what you do. Amen, that changes the world. Amen. This is, this is probably one of the most powerful forces. I've, I've known all kinds of different leaders and stuff, but the ones I respect the most, your, your pastor, Pastor Omar, what, what a nice guy. Amen, hallelujah. What a wonderful human being, amen, who honors. I don't deserve to be here this morning. He just did it to make me feel good. I know it. <laughs> amen, and I, I appreciate it, hallelujah. 
David Wilkerson honored Nicky Cruz when he was a gangster and a thief and changed the course of his life to be one of the greatest evangelists alive today. Amen? This will, this will change your, your, your ministry, your work. Amen? It'll change everything because this is a fundamental. Amen? Two, two illustrations of it. One, woman caught in the act of adultery. Amen. I mean, even if you're a Kardashian, that's kind of bad. <laughs> you know, be drugged. Can you imagine being drugged to Jesus' feet and, and dresses torn and caught in the very act? And what happens? He writes in the sand. I, I, it doesn't tell us what he wrote, but I think what he wrote was, you know, the sins of those men. And they were actually trying to honor Jesus by letting him throw the first rock. <laughs> Isn't that heavy? Yes. This whole twist of thinking. And what does he do? They all leave and she's there alone. You know, Jesus was a madman. I would have at least picked up a little rock and hit her in the head. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's caught in the act. You can't just let her get away with it. And yet Jesus, what does he do? He honors her. He honors her. Or when the 12 disciples, he strips down. Amen. You must have been in better shape than I was. You don't, you don't want to see me in a loincloth. I'm telling you, it's not a pretty picture. And, he, and, he's, and he, he, he washes the feet. Can you imagine? And I imagine in my, in my imagination him, as he's washing the feet of Judas, tears running, as the guy that's going to betray him that he still honored him. Amen. Is that heavy? Look at the person next to you and say, that's heavy. None of us probably do this well. None of us are gonna do it as well as we could. But I wanna tell you, it can change. Try it this week. Try, try giving your teacher an apple. Amen. Try giving your boss, amen, a compliment. Try, try being intentional. Maybe, maybe go home this afternoon and call a couple people. Amen. Stop and talk to a friend that you can do it because this is something that's so significant. It can change uh, everything. I, I've got a friend that had a church of 3,000, I think it was, and he went to a, another church. He was in a changing dynamic that was the fastest growing church in America. That's pretty good. And, and he asked the pastor, how did this happen? And uh, the pastor told him that this was the deadest church in America that he had pastored for 10 years. And a guy came and preached a sermon on honoring your pastor. Amen. And this true story, everybody's getting nervous now. I'm not going to take an offering. Don't freak out. <laughs> Unless God tells me to. What'd you say? Oh, <laughs> And he said it was the deadest church in America. Guy preached an offer, a, a service on honoring your pastor. And when the pastor came the next week, they had a parking place next to the door that said pastor's parking. And the pastor said he, he broke down. <laughs> I think they voted him a $50 raise or something. And it made him start to pray. And then as that began to happen, this thing caught. And there's just this culture of honor. Anybody here say, I'm convicted? Raise your hand. You'd say, I'm convicted. 
how many want to see revival? Raise your hand again. You want to see revival? I'm telling you, I think this is a key. Begin to worship with all your heart. Begin to serve. Find a place where you can honor. Help those that are broken. Am I making sense? I am literally have been in churches, and it's here. It's here. You guys have this culture inbuilt because of your leadership and your heart. I'm not here to criticize, but I am here to maybe raise the bar just a little higher. Amen? Amen. Because I think it's what the world hungers for. They can't even recognize it. They don't realize what's going on. And yet, I think that it changes everything. Kind of in closing here, there, there are three places that I would really challenge you. <sighs> Honor those that are important in your life. Honor those that are important in your life. You know what I'm saying? Your friends. When's the last time you just stopped? <laughs> it may freak them out. Amen. When I first preached this, I did. I, I called several of my friends and I hate to say it, but they just weren't used to me saying really nice things. You know, and, and it kind of made them very uncomfortable at first. Can't tell you how much I love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just not what we're used to. They, they put powder on me in the back room. Makes me very uncomfortable. I thought next they're going to shave my legs. You know, but, but we need to honor. How many need to honor your friends a little more? Yeah, I'm telling you, just do it. See what, see what happened. Your wife, your husband want to change your marriage because we're not careful. They, they, they degrade and how they degrade is we, we're opposites and there's all kinds of reasons for it. How do we counter the death that's in us, the culture that can destroy us? Well, part of it is to be intentional in honoring. <laughs> I get to go home tomorrow. I can see my wife, but I just talked to her last night, and she was telling me how not to let any of you women hit on me. Well, it's really not a big problem with my life, <laughs> even when I was young. <laughs> Amen. But I tell her, lie to me, baby. <laughs> lie to me. Amen. And we need to. See, you need to do more lying, some of you. Really, I know you feel like they deserve to be punched in the face. You feel like, but the Bible says, try honoring. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. And I, and I would say police and bosses and all those things deserve some honor. Number two is, and we may have to pray for this one, your words. How are your words? Are they sanctified? Are they edifying? Do they build up? Do they, is it tied to worship? Or, or, or are they foul? Amen. You, you know what I'm talking about. James says the tongue is the most powerful thing on earth. And I, I think a lot of times that we've got to start to change how we speak. Amen. And and we need to be gracious. I, I hope none of you are just cuss all the time and that kind of stuff. But that's not what I'm even talking about. I'm talking about 
edifying. And, and the third place is in church. Let's make sure that when we're in church, we're intentionally giving honor. Before you leave today, tell several people how much you appreciate them. Amen. Speak a word of life and encouragement. I'm really into the prophetic, but the prophetic I'm into is edification, exhortation, and comfort. It just means you, I think you're prophesying when you, when you say nice things and you say encouraging things. Isn't that what it says? Amen, and yet, if, if we're not careful, we're so independent, we're so alone, and we could preach a whole sermon on this, this, this is a generation that we've lost ourselves. We think we're supposed to be strong, alone, not need anybody, but that's not what the Bible says at all, is it? That we, we need each other. We need to put God first. We need to put God's people first. Amen. So we need to find the honor that God gives Number one, and number two, we need to give more honor. Can I get an amen? amen? Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning, God, and we repent of our independence, God, of our, our lack of grace in our tongues and in our life and in our attitudes. God, we ask you, God, connect us to the kingdom, to the purposes that you have for us. Maybe you're here and you're a sinner. You've uh, never asked Christ into your life. You know what salvation is? It's just simply that, that asking for forgiveness for your sins, which are just hurting people and doing things that are not healthy, and asking God to change us and forgive us and and do it. And if you'd say, I, I'm a sinner, then I, I need salvation, you'd raise your hand, put it up, put it down. I can't hardly see, but I'm looking. Anybody backslid, you need to come back to God. You'd raise your hand, you'd put it up, put it down. Amen. You'd say, God, change me. Receive strength and power and fullness. Amen. Well, let's change the call then. Look at me this morning. Hopefully what we've said has helped and, and maybe made a difference in some people's life. I, I want to do this. We're going to do a real quick altar call. You guys know me fairly well, and I kind of kept it short, so I had a couple extra minutes here to pray. What, what changes us is when we admit our need, and we make a decision to do something different than what we've done. Does that make sense? That's why salvation, when I did the salvation call, if you've never asked Christ in, you ought to, and you ought to make it public because it's in that public declaration that we change. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. I'm gonna do this, and if nobody comes, well, I can't say what I'm gonna say, but <laughs> you won't freak me out or anything, but I, I think there are people here that need... If, if you need to give more honor, you know you need, not, not that you're evil or bad, that's not what we're talking about, but you need to be more intentional, then I'd like you to come and stand over here. Does that make sense? If you need to speak more with honor, I want you to come and stand over here. Not a big thing, but you'd do it. You need to 
you need to, and, and let's put this over here. There's some of you here, you desperately need more honor. You need to discover Christ's love for you. You've been broken, you've been wounded, you've been hurt, and you will never get free by just looking for people to love you or trust or treat you. You've got to go right to God. And if that's you, come. Just come, not to embarrass you, but you come and stand here. Come here, if you need them both, stand in the middle. Hallelujah. Amen, and it's not real picky. We're gonna just do this. I want you all, join hands with the person next to you. And we're gonna pray a prayer together because I, I don't wanna take much time, but I do wanna pray with you. And I want you to pray this prayer and it's gonna be just a simple prayer because the most important thing you've done is you came up. You've already acknowledged that it's not me, but it's God. God has spoke to you. You have heard God. It, it may have just been a whim. It may just be, you know, but that's how God works. And if you will believe right now that God's promises are true, and that he is forgiving you, and he's gonna touch you and help you, it'll change everything. Does that make sense? And so as we pray, when we finish the prayer, I just want you to begin to thank God for what he's given. Amen, amen. And then, then me and, and a couple of the pastors are gonna, I'm sure you have a team of people that can pray, are gonna pray for you, because it's too many here for me to probably pray for everybody. Pray with me right now. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I need honor. I need forgiveness. I need the Holy Spirit. I receive your power, your forgiveness. God, give me strength to obey. And I will honor those around me. I receive your power right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Begin to worship the Lord. All of you. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.